0: big idea. Jesus' grace never lacked truth, and his truth never lacked grace. Our weekly identity statement, I am a person of gracious truth and truthful grace. And our memory verse, Luke chapter 6, verse 43 through 45, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Ephesians 2, verse 1-10 through 10. To spend a week focusing on grace and truth without covering Ephesians 2, 1-10 would be like talking about baseball and not mentioning Babe Ruth. So, we must dig into this passage so that our understanding of grace is as fully informed as it ought to be. Maybe not fully, but at least initially formed. Ephesians 2, verses 1-10 through As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But, because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We are God's handiwork. I'm seeing that in a new way in light of the context of grace. While we typically use this verse to substantiate our preordained purpose, I think that may be missing the point. How does your understanding of verse 10 change in light of the context of defining grace? not by works so that no one can boast for we are God's handiwork that word for handiwork is poema it means that which has been made work or the works of God as the creator this last definition is how the word is used in Romans chapter 1 verse 20 consider this if you will could it be that paul isn't talking so much about those special and unique purposes that god created us for as we so often think when we read this verse Could it be that Paul is speaking in contrast between what our works have gotten us and what God's work has given us? He does, after all, speak of how we are created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Being created in Christ Jesus would seem to indicate our salvation through the work of Christ. And if we are the work of God created in Christ Jesus, wouldn't that be referencing God's grace? Does this mean that it's wrong to use this verse to bolster our belief in those unique giftings God has given us to use for His glory? Certainly not. We are all uniquely gifted and talented. We were designed and created with God's purpose in mind, but neither can we simply read that verse only in the context of unique purposes and miss out on what Paul is trying to teach us in the context of grace. What our works created was death, verses 1-5. through We were dead in our transgressions and sins. These are the works of rebellion. Rebellion against God is what happens when we follow the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air that is the devil, the spirit that is at work, the spirit being a reference to the animating factor behind something, is disobedience. When we were animated by this spirit, we gratified the cravings of our flesh and followed the desires and thoughts of this spirit. What did we earn through this process of work and rebellion? Wrath. But then God did something incredible, grace. Not only is God rich in mercy, not punishing us as our sins deserve, but God was incredibly gracious by making us alive when we had earned death. God, through grace, saved us and then graciously raised us up with Christ and gives us a seat with himself in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. That's grace. Unmerited favor. That's true, unmerited favor. We don't deserve to be raised up out of death and into life. We don't deserve to be seated in the heavenly realms. Not only did God show us mercy by not punishing us, he shows us grace by raising us up. Why would God do such a thing? So that he can show just how radical and abundant and extreme and overflowing and unending and extravagant his grace is to us. His showing us grace is to prove himself. Now, when we get to the verses about works and handiwork, we can see what's actually taking place. We are God's handiwork to display his grace. By being recipients of God's grace created in Christ Jesus, we are now a masterpiece to be put on display for people to see God and his grace poured out to us through Jesus. How is that grace displayed? It is displayed through the transformation of ourselves into the likeness of his Son. It is displayed through good works, those good works that God prepared in advance for us to do. God's grace is on display in the work God has given you to do. God's grace is on display right now through me as I write this to you. These are not words and understanding that I have come to by my own means. It is understanding that God has given me to pass on to you so that His grace would be on display through the work of writing these words. It is displayed through our love for one another in the church. It's displayed through our love for those who don't yet know Christ, showing compassion to the widows and orphans. In whatever work God gives you to do, He has given it to you so that His grace may be on display for all to see. So, in that sense... We are very much that masterpiece, that work of art. God has been weaving us together. He has been sculpting us. He has been spinning us on the potter's wheel. He has been painting a masterpiece of His grace into our lives so that through our lives, He and His grace may become brightly visible to all who see. Is God's grace on display in your life today? Do people look at your transformation and see the power of God at work in the change? Do people see the motives of your heart changed and the ambitions of your life reoriented around God's mercy and compassion? Our daily scripture focus, Ephesians 2, verses 8-10, through For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. As we wrap up, I encourage you to take a few minutes to think and pray through a few things. First, conceptualize. Take a minute and imagine yourself as a piece of clay. You are misshapen, a heap of nothing. You are in a pile of other lumps of clay. Together, you are all nearly identical. Now, imagine God as a potter lifting you up out of the heap and placing you on the potter's wheel. See Him begin to shape you and mold you into something to be used for His purposes. And now, see the vessel He shaped you into being filled with Him and His grace to overflowing. Second, reflect. Think about God's grace in your life. Have you tried to earn it? Have you tried to prove that you're worthy of it? Have you tried to hijack God's purpose for your life so you could have one you wanted? Third, repent. See yourself choosing to turn away from trying to earn God's grace so you can boast that you did it on your own, and now see yourself embracing the molding and shaping work of your Creator. And finally, thank God. Thank God that He not only freely gives you grace, but that when He redeemed you, He gave you a truer and deeper purpose than anything you previously knew.